Awesome, and welcome back to the Middle Atlantic Podcast Conference podcast, because uh, po- one podcast is not enough inside <laughs> of our name. Uh, I'm Joe Pardo, uh, founder of the Middle Atlantic Podcast Conference, and today I'm joined by John. Sw- How do you say your name? Is it Schwabish? Schwabish. It's like Charles, like Charles Schwab, but you know, not not quite. But but ish, kind but of. But ish, kind of. But ish, right? Exactly. <laughs> John, thank you so much for joining me this morning. It's uh, great to have you on, and and you were a uh, an attendee at uh, Middle Atlantic Podcast Conference 2016. Sure was. Uh, thanks for having me on, Joe. Thanks for inviting me. It's uh, great to be here. Uh, yeah, uh, I was there. Was like a few weeks ago now. It was it was late September. So yeah, it was great. My first, my first time, uh, my first time attending, actually attending any podcasting conference. So it was it was super interesting. Um, it was also kind of interesting because, as I guess you know, you sort of find out with any conference, there's like a community of people doing something, and they're all really um, engaged in it. And uh, you know, I kind of have my own communities of, you know, research and data viz and presentation skills. And I'm sort of sitting there going, oh, this is another really cool, <laughs> a really cool community to sort of try to get engaged with. So it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, well, I mean, there's only um, so many podcast conferences out there, like specifically to podcast uh, podcast conference to podcasting. And because uh, there are content right. creation camps and stuff like that uh, across the land. But um, you know, it's it's one of the things that we really I really love uh, focusing on is podcasting because it, it is such a in depth thing. I mean, anybody could say, oh, well, just turn on your your microphone on your phone and you you're podcasting. But uh, even just hosting, even just um, creating that content and the amount of work that goes into because it's 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 not really just podcasting. It's podcasting plus blogging plus social media right. plus you know basically running a whole business on this thing that uh, is right. a, is a great marketing tool. Um, so why don't you go in, uh, about what your podcast is all about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my podcast is called the policy viz podcast. Uh, policy viz is my little consulting firm where I, uh, I help people and organizations work with their data, uh, give better presentations, basically how to communicate data in, in better ways. So the podcast, um, my episodes are about 20, 25 minutes. Uh, and I talk with people who are working in the fields of data visualization and presentation skills and presentation coaching, um, people who are working on open data uh, platforms. So I talk to a lot of sort of uh, uh, data journalists, tend up to make a big chunk of my uh, of my interview base, um, but also um, people who are developing new, say, JavaScript libraries or are you know just creating cool things. Um, I you know it's it's funny. It's funny the way you sort of couch the the podcasting thing. Like it it's it is really it is not easy. I mean, it is easy in some ways where it's like, you know, in some ways you're just sort of recording. But like if you really want to get it going somewhere, it's not easy to, you know, set up the content and get of someone to interview if you're if you're that sort of podcasting. If you know, you gotta get the social media and the website and the blog and all that sort of stuff. But I actually sort of refer to my to my podcasting approach as lazy man's blogging. Um, cause I try to find people that I just think are interesting that are doing interesting and cool work and just talk to them about it. Um, and, um, I also try to find people who are not necessarily sort of the leaders. in the, I mean, I do try to talk to leaders in the field, but also just people who are on the ground. So if, uh, if, uh, any of the listeners out there are interested in data visualization, they probably have heard the names of like Edward Tufte and Alberto Cairo and Andy Kirk and those sorts of people. And I've had those people on my show, uh, but I also talk to the folks who are, you know, 
you know, they're not, maybe they haven't written books that are bestsellers and they're not, you know, at huge universities or they, you know, they're not necessarily famous, but they're doing really great, interesting work. And so I talked to the, you know, the Nadia Bremers and the Jim Vallandinghams and the Irene Rosses of the world who are, you know, working on, with data and making cool things and building uh, great platforms. And so it's an opportunity for me, I think, to learn about what people are actually doing on the ground, but also for obviously for listeners to hear about, you know, what what does it take to create something that's that's really good and 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 opens data and, and helps people see the world in different ways. So um, so the so the podcast is really just sort of talking to people who are all about communicating data and trying to help people improve how they you know analyze data, process data, and and visualize it and, and ultimately communicate it. Yeah. Now, how long have you been podcasting for? Um, so this podcast has been going on for about a year and a half. Um, uh, I had another podcast, actually started uh, a podcast with a friend of mine that went on for about a year, but it was um, um, it. It was it was a longer podcast. There were two of us sort of interviewing people, so like you really added sort enough. of the the added piece of getting scheduling. And that was sort of more difficult. Um, so that podcast ran for about a year and about, you know, about halfway through that podcast as we were doing it, I sort of thought, Ooh, um, I really want to sort of try my own thing. And so that podcast, we ended up uh, closing down. And so this podcast is now uh, my 60th episode just, so, just sort of started. So um, yeah, 60th episode went up last week and, and I'm all set sort of interviewing people on going for the rest of the year. Oh wow, that well, that's great because I I love uh, being able to batch uh, record my my stuff so that yeah. uh you know we don't ha I, like through the November and December I'm not like trying to record and even if right. I can try to get January and even February out of the way just so that like I'm I, mean, I yeah, can take some time off out. and yeah. uh, it's actually a, those are really good times to uh, to get work done so mm -hmm. it's it, you know it really definitely is is helpful. So um, what would you say podcasting means to you? I mean, like I said, I mean, it is part of it is lazy man's blogging. But I mean, for me, I really like the idea of getting letting people talk about their work. So one of the things that I try to do a lot when I'm interviewing someone is I try not to be um, I try not to talk too much. I try to let I try to ask the question and let someone just spin and, and talk about the uh, talk about their content. So for me, what podcasting really is, like I said, I'm trying to get people who are doing the hardcore work and um, creating interesting content. And so I'm really just trying to give them a platform to talk a little bit more about the work itself, about what it means to them, about why, you know, why it's important to them and why they think it can help people better understand the world or better understand a topic or convince people of some idea or make discoveries or whatever it is. So for me, it's, it's, it's a different type of communication than, um, a blog post or even a visualization online where someone can go in and toy around. It's really sort of more of that human connection with the creator as it were. Um, you know, people like to, people like stories, people connect with stories. And so when you actually talk to someone, you know, you might see something online that you're like, Oh, this is a great, 
you know, this is a great tool or a great platform or, or a great project, or whatever it is. And, you know, I think we all kind of want to see what the behind the scene story is behind that. And I think giving people an opportunity to talk about, you know, what they were thinking about when they dove into some project, what they, you know, what the challenges they had. I mean, I think everybody has, I don't know, I find a lot of people sort of think like, oh, I saw this great thing on the New York Times. The New York Times is so great. And they must have just did it up and just made it. And, you know, there's a lot of work that goes in behind it. And for even people who are just sort of starting out to hear from professionals and people who are doing a great job of like, you know, this is what it took for us to make this thing. Like it took, you know, five people working over a course of a week to build this. And we had to build this new library of this JavaScript thing to do this. I think that I think that's really helpful for people to hear the challenges and how they can sort of develop their own skills or develop their own methods going forward. So for me, it's really about. Um, helping people either learn or improve how to how to work with data, how to communicate data. Mm. Yeah, I, well, I, it's funny you mentioned the internet. As far as like you know, people taking like a week with five people to do something, and yeah. it's, you know, the internet's such a black hole where it's like, oh, you just you, you throw it, just, it in, you, and it's like, it it just, and that's it's it. Just there, like, right. yeah, and it's people are like, <laughs> yeah. okay, that's great. What right. else you got? Right, right, um, right. And it's like, but, but you don't understand, like it took yeah. a week to do this with, with <laughs> you know, 40 man or 40 man hours times times five, right. you know, 200 right. man hours in a week to do this, yeah. this one right. article or this one piece of research or this one set of data. And, and it's like, well, yeah, it's great. What, what else? Right. And I mean, the, and the other thing that's funny is when you have people who are not familiar with those other skill sets. So they may say something like, you know, I get people who say to me, "Ooh, I wrote this report. We have this thing. We want to make it an interactive data tool online. Can you, you know, get this done by the end of the day?" And you're like, "Well, no. This stuff is hard to do. Like, you don't just like click a button and it's made. Like, you have to design it and develop it. And you know, there's all these ins and outs, and you have to think about the user experience. And and um, so I think a lot of people who aren't sort of familiar with the what it takes to build some of these things, what it you know takes to work in JavaScript, or what it you know, takes to no design, um, they think it's sort of easy. So I, I always find that interesting when we all sort of get within our own little uh, world of our skills, of what we do well and the people that we work with. And then you say, I want to do this other thing. And you sort of start looking at other fields. And I don't think that appreciation is always there for how hard some of these things are. Like podcasting is a good example of what, of what you just said, like to do a really good podcast that a lot of people will listen to or even the right people will listen to. Maybe not even it's not necessarily quantity of people. It's quality of people. Right. Right. But to get but to get those people like you don't just sit down and record with, you know, a lousy, a lousy mic out in the middle of the street somewhere like you have to set it up and think about it until, you know, and then, you know, learn how to what it takes to edit the audio and post it. You know, all this stuff takes time and skill and effort. It's not that you can't learn it. I mean, anyone can learn it. But, you know, there's an appreciation for these other skill sets that I think we in general sort of just forget um, how hard a lot of these um, how hard how hard a lot of these skills are to, to learn and master over time. So, well, yeah, cause it doesn't even end there, you know, building a website or at least putting right. one together through like a Squarespace or or even just finding out about a Podbean or a Lipson or or a Blueberry yeah. that, you know, just finding out about that stuff to like host the stuff and then figuring out how to upload it to it and then figuring out how to get the word out about it through social right. media. Like it doesn't end at just like, oh, I recorded this. It sounds great. 
okay, but if nobody ever hears it, then right. it, it, you know, right. what, what is it really got to go? It's got to go for somewhere from there. So, right. and that, that's one of the things like, it's crazy that, uh, you know, people love to throw around that, that whole Jack of all trades master of none thing, but like just the saying like, Oh, I'm a podcaster isn't enough unless, cause it used to be like, Oh, well I'm a professional broad broadcaster. Right. And that's right. all you have to do. Like you just have to show up and know how to, how to rock a mic. Uh, and, yep. and that's it. And right. you don't have to worry about sharing it. Cause you have a team for that. You don't have to worry about yeah. marketing. Cause there's a team for right. that. Uh, you're just the broadcaster. Yeah. You're just the person right. on the mic and, and the personality. Right. And, um, it's, it's changed, you know, it's changing so rapidly for so many people because we're able to come in and do these, do these shows and yeah, sure. They, they might not be professional, level or grade or whatever but in my opinion you only got to get your audio quality to about 80 percent and then mm-hmm. your content will carry it the rest of the way yeah and that's really what's you know the most important thing is your is your content so um and again audio quality is important but it only has to get you, you only have to get to like 80 percent 70 percent and people will be like okay this doesn't hurt my ears my ears aren't right. bleeding every time i listen right. to this right, show right, right. Yeah. uh yeah. And, and you can go from there but so interesting content and i'm willing to go through the you know the crackle here and there but i can but i'm learning something from from this really you know interesting show i think it was also interesting having attended the 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 conference um things that i hadn't even really thought about like um the last speaker of the day um whose name i'm forgetting uh uh, jessica kupferman yeah was talking about um marketing now i have a couple of sponsors for my show um but it's always been sort of casual and I tend to know the people who either, you know, are, are, you know, are running these companies or, you know, you know, they know the people who run the companies. And so, you know, they might call me and say, hey, you know, are you doing sponsors? But, you know, listening to her talk about, you know, build yourself a pitch deck, you know, build yourself a, 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 a strategy for what you want sponsors to do. So it's not so much just like a random email to someone to be like, hey, Joe, do you want to sponsor my my podcast? But it's more of a, hey, Joe, you know, here's my podcast. Here's my listening base here's what i do here's my goals and here's a here's a pdf document that has some stats and has our goals and has you know uh uh, different types of packages that that you know that we can talk about um you know there are a lot of those sorts of things that yeah i hadn't really you know thought that hard about because i'm you know at the sort of stage of get a guest record it edit it you know and all just get it out there right but all these other sorts of things of uh of 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 developing not just the audience but also the support so that you can do more with it um i think was was for me was super valuable so yeah it was it 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 is you're like you said it is not interesting and there's so many different elements of it so many elements from the from the recording and the gear and the recording gear all the way to how do you get it on iTunes, right? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it, that's a it? whole, that's a whole thing in and of itself, the marketing yeah. of the marketing um, yeah. and, and selling. I mean, that's, if you get into that side of like, okay, I have a show and now I have inventory of shows that need sponsorship. Now all of a sudden you got to be the salesman too, on top right. of being a great host on top of right. being your own webmaster on top of, you know, audio equipment setup guy or girl, right. like, right. you know, there's so yeah. many, so many things that you need to be able to do. And, and even just having the equipment, like going back, like we were talking about like 80, you know, getting to 70, 80% of your audio quality, just to, to understand, to get that 
in the first place, like to do the research and to figure it out, like it takes, it takes a lot. So, um, you know, we, we had a a really great turnout and a really great turnout of speakers. I think we had a really well-rounded day of, um, some inspirational speakers, but also some, you know, some, some, the marketing side, uh, Michael O'Neill with his, his whole talk on like how to be a better host. And, and Mm -hmm. I even figured, you know, found out a thing, you know, stuff about that myself on how to turn my own show uh, a little bit on its head, even though I've done, you know, 250 some episodes uh, it's, you know, it's time to, to adapt to some of these things that he, he right. was bringing up. So, yeah. Uh, and, and even, uh, uh, you know, Tyra Roxon with his whole uh, storytelling and, and, and mm-hmm. turning into a more of a storytelling um, picture, turning that, you know, picture framing things in a, in a storytelling way. Uh, and and uh, Heather Ordor- Ordover with her like I don't know if you if you've seen that talk but um it was really awesome like the cues that we can we can learn from people with that ADD well dealing with ADD or that ADD mindset of yeah. like everything you know but the thing is is like if you cue your show with the right sounds at the right times mm-hmm. like it can make all the world a difference for people to like stay on top of listening to the show. Right. And following along. And, and I mean, but then again, that's more editing. That takes more time. <laughs> right. Well, you know. I mean, and there are also like these little things like um, I'm looking at my notes here because there was one note where it was like, oh, yeah, when you're introducing someone, like the last two words of the introduction of the introduction should be the person's name. Like you don't start with the person's name. You introduce them in the last two words of the introduction are their names. So you lead up to that. Um, I mean, just these little things that I think. You know, sort of like as you mentioned, sort of like the the broadcaster, like the like the journalist, who's who was trained to do this and knows how to do these interviews. Like we're all just trying to figure it out as we go along. And then you talk to journalists whose job it is to do these interviews and do these professional interviews. Um, you know, they you know they're trained in how to do it, and we're a lot of us are just trying to figure it out. Um, and and so some of those sorts of 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 um, strategies and techniques I thought were, were, were fascinating to, to learn about. Yeah. So, so one of our, uh, Facebook live, uh, watchers, viewers, mm-hmm. viewers, that's, viewers, viewers, yeah, yeah. Viewers. uh, he has a question. Uh, is there a point where you become too wrapped up in making the perfect episode? Yeah, I, I, th- I think so. I think there's, well, yeah, I think so. I, well, I, I, I tell my guests when we record that, you know, um, and I'm not doing live shows, but I, I, you know, I do say if you're talking about something and you want to stop, you know, feel free to just stop, take a breath and we'll just cut it out. But yeah, I mean, I, I think anytime you're, you're sometimes interviewees are just not great. You know, sometimes you just, I mean, I've done interviews where I'm like, this is like pulling teeth. And I, and those are the times where I'm like, man, I wish I was a professional and I knew you know, what are the professional journalists? How do they really get a person who's kind of not a great interview? How do they get them to really open up and, 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 and out there? So, and those are times where I kind of feel like where I'm pushing and it sort of backfires a little bit. So I think there is a lot of times where it's like, you know, I'm worried too much about the sound quality and I'm worried too much about getting just that right question where really, if I just backed off and I said, okay, um, I have my list of topics or concepts or even questions that I want to go through. If I just sort of backed off and had more of a conversation, it might just be a, it might end up being a better show, right? Like sometimes less structure ends up being better. And I did, uh, I did an interview uh, two days ago where 
um, the person I was in, usually I'll ask the person like you, do you have a project that's coming out? Do you have a thing that you want to not necessarily promote as a like salesy way, but like, do you have a big project that's coming that you want to talk about that? You know, that can be a thing. And, and this particular guest was like, no, not really. You know, we have something out in January, but you know, um, and so, um, we ended up sort of talking about 15, 20 minutes before we started recording. I was just like, all right, well, let's just talk about this thing that we've been talking about. Let's just record it. And honestly, it was like a ended up being like a 30, 35 minute episode. And it was like a great, just a great conversation. And so we ended up having less structure. And I think a, like a much, much better episode because it just was more natural. So, uh, you know, that doesn't always work. But I find in those times where you just have maybe it's just a better rapport with the guests. Um, I find sometimes having less structure of saying, I want to make sure I hit these five questions and get this person to touch on these five things, where it's just like, let's just have a conversation. Those sometimes end up being just better um, and not overshooting so much, not worrying so much about, you know, getting rid of all the ums and the uhs and, you know, the the dead space or the, the sound quality is not perfect. Not really, really worrying about that. Like you said, it's really about the content. Get the content to be really good. Um, and that's what people are, are listening for. You know, I'm not... I'm not being supported by NBC news or anything, right? Like I'm not, this isn't an ESPN podcast. So, um, so people are tuning in because they want to learn something. Um, not that they don't want to learn from NBC or ESPN, right? But like those shows have millions of dollars of production quality behind them. And I don't have that. So if people are listening to my show, it's because they want to learn something. And so I think often, so I think I always try to come back to that to be like, don't get hung up too much in all these little quibbles and details and little things that maybe I should or should not have done where instead people are listening because they feel like they're going to learn something from this guest. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. I, you know, I, I would agree. I think uh, early on, I, I felt that way. I was like, Oh, you know, if I edit my guests and make them sound really, really smart, I take out like yeah. all their ums and, and all their yeah. uhs and their pauses that are more than like one second long. And, you know, all that. If if I do all that, maybe they'll really think that this is an awesome show and they'll share it out. And it'll be, right. yeah, it didn't, didn't work out that way. Now I don't edit <laughs> at all. Uh, right. it, with the, aside from like, if there was like a breakup in the audio or something right. bad, like really happens yeah. or like the dogs start barking and they have to like go answer the door, then I'll, right. I'll pause it and I'll just make like a time stamp note and I'll just edit that. But Thank yeah, but by and large, I don't edit at all anymore. Cause well, mostly cause I don't have time with, with our new daughter. Um, so it's, you know, and the, and the thing is, it's like, it doesn't really matter if the show, you know, if you're, if you're creating a show and it's 30 minutes long and you're like, I'm going to create, I'm going to take out all the ums and all the pauses and the show becomes 27 minutes or 27 and a half minutes long. Did, what did you really save? You wasted probably at least an hour editing that half hour to yeah. save somebody less than three minutes when they very well might just be listening at 1.5x or even 2x on the when they're playing it back. So right. what are you like? What are we really talking about now? Now, if you have a show that's like an hour long and you take out all the ums and the pauses and it comes down to like 35 minutes, then <laughs> right. well, you need to like practice some more and get better at what you're doing uh, or get better at guests. And that's one of the things I've noticed is is my guests have gotten better as I've gotten as I've gone along and I've gotten better because mm-hmm. um, I went from like. I was editing my guests more to I was editing me more to the point where I mm-hmm. just I grew, I grew as a host I grew as a podcaster as a as a quote unquote broadcaster and now I I don't feel the need to uh, 
to to edit regardless if i say uh like four times uh 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 yeah. uh 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 now i try not yeah. to i try not to say that try but not to do that yeah right but the thing is is it happens and that's part of the whole conversation thing and that's where even if you listen to like i listen to sports talk radio cuz i live in philly and we're a big sports town uh yeah. all day and what i what i notice they they say all the time you know, oh, yeah. and they, they do things that it's like, and, and the other, the other thing that's important that you can learn from that is with the talk radio is people are calling in from their cell phones. So they might have the best broadcast. I mean, they're probably either using this mic or, a um, uh, electro, whatever it's called RE 20 yeah. or something to that effect. And that's awesome. Except for the fact that when they have callers calling on the show, they're using the cell phone, no, and they might be coming right. in and out of service. So remember that, that these, these billion-dollar, $30 billion companies, CBS, with their talk radio sh- station that's on FM, not even on AM anymore, they yep. have problems like guess, you know these, these, call on, these callers that are calling in with a cell phone. No, that's absolutely right. And, and, and even for those of us who are doing podcasting like this, you do an interview with someone over Skype. Like right now, I'm using my blue, I'm using my blue snowball here at work. Um, but most people I interview, they're using their Apple, the mic on their Apple uh, headphones, or they're just using the, the computer mic. So as much as we as podcasters are getting the, you know, the gear gets getting, you know, fancier and fancier and fancier, you know, that's only one half of it. And if your guest is sitting in a room in the middle of the, of the, of their office, you know, and they have an open office and they're using just the mic, the mic on the computer, there's only so much you can do with that, right? And that's just the way it is. And so, yeah, so I think focusing on the content is going to be um, the most, you know, the most important thing. And I think also making the guests uh, comfortable that, um, you know, I try to, I, you know, there are some guests that, that I have that are not nervous as in terms of being on a show. They're nervous, I think, especially the data journalists, that they think they're trying, they're going to be burned for something. Like they did something wrong. And, I, you know, I always try to tell them, look, Again, this is my, you know, my tag is like lazy man's blogging. I'm not here to burn you. I'm not here to try to bury you and show that you did something wrong. You know, people just want to learn behind the scenes or how you think about this or how you approach this thing. So um, to make the guests sort of comfortable and realize that this is an educate in some ways an educational uh, uh, discussion we're having, um, I think tries to put people at ease a little bit. But yeah, like you said, you, you can only do so much with, with, you know, if you're ha- if you have a guest and that guest is coming to you from Skype or from wherever, I once did one. Uh, I interviewed a couple people at uh, Google, and they were not allowed to use Skype. And uh, we did it on Google Chat, and the recording was just horrible. I mean, they were in like a conference call room, like the center, the phone was in the center, and um, it just didn't work. And uh, you know, we had to throw the it had to throw the episode away. Just you know, the sound was that bad, but. Um, and when I told them, they were like, that's okay. We didn't like the way we came off when we were talking anyway. So, you know, it's, you know, sometimes you just win some and you lose some, I guess is where it comes down, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. Again, it has to get, you have to get to somewhere where it's not making people's ears bleed. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's yeah. a happy medium to be found, yeah. but you don't have to necessarily send people a mic and then have to run tech support for an hour before that. if They don't know yeah. what they're doing. And, and in some cases, like I've done interviews with, with, um, I don't know. I wouldn't say celebrities, but people that I'm not going to be able to get again. Like if, if yeah. the recording went wrong, like I, they're not, not they're probably not going to do this again. So yeah. um, you just have to roll. Like if they're going to do it on a landline or they're going to do it on a cell phone, like 
you you just roll with the punches roll and go with it, with it because that, you're yeah. again you're you're on their time not not the yeah. other way around that's when right. it comes that's to the, right. like it depends on what level you know they're yeah. they're at versus yeah. you're at but yeah yeah that's right but it's that's important right. to remember you know be be uh, cognizant of that so uh so b- before we share how people can connect with you online and get your podcast yeah. and everything john is there anything you'd like to share that you know any other takeaways that you had from the conference and why people should look at coming to 2017 which is september 8th and 9th of uh september 17th here yeah, in south jersey philadelphia like, area like what is that 330 days away already i know man i know well, hey you, you know as a podcaster i you know i i run the show uh i was i was the host uh i'm the equipment guy i'm the sound right. guy i was yeah, uh, so at the registration table in, yeah. <laughs> like yeah <laughs> website guy this podcast yeah. guy like i like everything yeah. except uh i have like a couple couple volunteers here and there but right. yeah so it's 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 just like the podcast hashtag podcast life right <laughs> right um yeah so i you know like i said this is this was my first podcasting conference and i i'm just flipping through my notebook here i took a ton of notes um and like you said joe there's there's so many aspects to to developing and publishing a good podcast that goes beyond a good microphone or goes beyond a good logo. Um, there's the marketing, there is the gear, there is how to be a good interviewer. There is how to write a good blog. There is how to get it. What are the platforms and how do you get it on all those platforms? It's not just iTunes. I mean, now you know it's iTunes and it's Stitcher and it's Google play and it's, you know, I mean, there's just so many and you, it's hard to keep up with all of those. Um, and so, you know, just, hearing from people who who do this either either as a hobby which i think i mean i don't know so i i would i would guess a lot of people in the room were doing the podcasting as a hobby hobby ish not their core job um and then there's a few people who are doing it as their as their job or as a primary part of their job um and so if if you are a podcasting or you're trying to launch a podcast where it's you know, it's a part of your job or it's just a hobby. You're just interested in talking about TV shows that you watch or whatever it is that, um, there's a lot of aspects to building a listener base that you can learn at, at, at these, this type of conference. Um, um, I'd say the other, um, well, so two other things, I guess the other, the other, like, I was just thinking about like, like little things that I learned at the conference that I had not figured out. So, um, Someone had said when you're interviewing on Skype, um, and I tend to turn my uh, my video off, right? Because I'm I'll call someone, we'll have a chat beforehand, I'll turn the video off. What was interesting is someone said that if you call via just on the phone line, you end up in a better in a bit I guess a what would be I guess a wider bandwidth channel, and so the quality can be a little bit better. Um, and so the the speaker was talking about this said you know if you want to have the video interaction before you before you record that's great do that then hang up and call them back just via the phone because then you're in a different Skype puts you in a different channel I thought those like there were these little nuggets throughout the conference that were like oh man that's genius like that's the night now I do that I totally do that now I'm gonna we're gonna talk on video for a little bit we're gonna record I'm gonna hang up I'm gonna call you right back when we'll call you through the phone line it's just a just that um, and the other thing I'd say is that, um, and this came through a lot, I think, at, at, at this year's conference, is that people get a little um, obsessed with their numbers. 
obsessed with, you know, how many downloads do they get? You know, I know that's important because, you know, sponsors want a lot of listeners. Um, and I guess there are two things that sort of that came out of the, out of the conference. One that I had already sort of, that I think about a lot, which is it's not necessarily, you may not necessarily want 5,000 listeners. You may just want the right five listeners, right? And it's, and it's about getting the right listeners. And the other thing is that if you, it doesn't matter what you want to talk about. And if you have something to add and it's interesting, then people are going to listen to it. And so don't worry so much about your numbers. If you're going to talk about your favorite cars, um, yeah, like right now, like right now, everybody's sort of focused on the election, right? Let's just say, for example, like, but if like your hobby is cars, lots of people are interested in cars. And so that's okay to do a podcast on cars and not on Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, right? Um, if you want to do a podcast on your favorite mugs, like if it's going to be interesting to people and you th- and there are other people who are interested in that, then you like, again, you build your own little community around this. And I have found with my podcast that there's a, there's a community, um, you know, I'm not getting hundreds of thousands of downloads, but you know, the, the people that I have a consistent listener base and those people come in and they listen every week and you know, they get back to me and the, and the engagement is great. So that's, that's um, another thing to sort of think about as you're uh, for those who haven't developed or are continually developing their show is, you know, as long as you're developing something that's interesting and people are going to be interested in what you're talking about, you're adding value to something then I wouldn't, then, then the, one of the messages I think that came through uh, at the conference was don't worry about your downloads. Don't worry about how many hits you get. Um, that will come over time if you are doing something interesting and providing value to people. Uh, yeah, I would agree. You, you know, Hey, if you had uh, five people listening, but you know, just one or all five of those people were like a celebrity that you look up to. Right. Would you really care that you don't have right. hundreds or of like, you know, you're doing a policy like for me, right? Like, I, I would gladly trade off 5,000 listeners for five senators from U.S. Congress that were listening about the episode on student loans. That's that's gold right there. Like I don't – five senators? Like that's it. That's all I care about, right? Like that's um, – that's that's the – that's, you know, that's the, the golden uh, nugget, I guess. Right. But, you know, whatever. But it's, so it's not always about having – thousands of listeners it just may be about having the right listeners so yes um and the right listeners yeah. will come and those people right. will share uh, you know over time and that's right. how you'll get you'll grow it you know it's it's not a it's not a sprint it's a marathon and yeah. uh i learned very quickly and you know i've been doing this over, uh two and a half years now and i learned within like the first two months that this wasn't gonna be like oh man start a podcast right. Well, all start, right right here's my sack yeah, of money I, <laughs> like yeah <laughs> like thanks internet i appreciate yeah. that no it, it, it it's not um and that's okay uh because it doesn't need to be that way as long as you're utilizing it to the you know with the right target audience with the right targeted people that are for you you know what i mean that yeah. you're trying to hit uh and sometimes it's not always the people that we think we're gonna have like um like uh uh oh i'm drawing a blank on the name and i feel really bad that I'm drawing a blank on the name, but anyway, you think that your target audience is going to be X and it ends up being Y and right. that's okay. Uh, as long as you recognize it and, and makes that adjustment to be like, yeah. okay, this is out. This is where we're going to go from here. Yep. So, uh, so John, yeah, I would, I would, Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I was, just gonna say, I was just going to say one other thing on this. So there's another sort of data visualization podcast out there. Um, and you know, I, you know, I'm, I know, I'm good friends with the guys who run it and you know, uh, I know, you know, they have, they've been doing this a lot longer than I have. And, you know, they have all the, you know, they have a much wider, um, 
larger audience than I have. And I was talking to him, I said, you know, how do I get this audience? You know, how do I move from where I am up to where you guys are? And he said, don't worry about it. He said, they'll just come, just keep doing your show. And, you know, if you enjoy it and just then keep doing it and they'll just, the listeners will just come. And so um, I think, like you said, you sort of think that you're going to launch this thing and you're all of a sudden people are going to be dropping money in your lap. Um, that's just not necessarily the way it is. So, um, so I would, I would, Back to the 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 uh, person who wrote in that question about you know um, you know are you you know are there things that you're overthinking or trying to be maybe too too perfect on this is another thing of of not worrying necessarily about getting tens of thousands of listeners for your first episode it's about building up that user base or that listener base so that you have maybe your core group and then they then expands out right and it expands out and you get you know over time you get more and more and as long as you're enjoying it I think. You know, for me, like if I wasn't enjoying doing it, I would just stop because I'm not making any real money on it. It's not a core part of my, you know, my day to day job. But I really just I really enjoy doing it. I enjoy talking to really cool, smart people doing interesting things. And, and once that became once that wasn't fun anymore, if once that if that was not to be fun anymore, I just wouldn't do it anymore. Right. Um, and I even said like my initial plan for my podcast was to go every other, every other week. That was the plan every other week. And when I started, um, last April, um, I was like, okay, well I, I, I have all these lined up. So I did like every week for like six weeks. And then I just had more people starting to email me like, Hey, would you like to talk about this? And then I went like every week. And then for the next year I went every week and then I took a break this summer in, in August. I didn't I didn't launch it. And I said, when I come back, it'll just be every other week. I'm going to try to slow it down a little bit. But there's just so many cool people to talk to, you know, and it's like I'm back to every week again. And, you know, the moment where it's like too much or it's not fun to do that, that's when I'll that's when I'll back off and say, OK, you know, we're going to slow it down. But but at the moment, it's just so much fun to, to do these sorts of things, have these conversations that, um, you know, I'm still still every other week still pushing ahead, you know. Well, I, you know, I, I, I sympathize with that. Sorry, I was like, oh, I'll just do once a week. And then uh, it, it wasn't even the end of the first week before I was like, you know what? I have like 15 episodes recorded and I have so many lined up going forward. And I was like, let's go three a week. And then within a month from launch, I was like, you know what? What's two more a week? Right, right, right. Let's just, let's just do it. Let's just go five a week. Why not? And But the thing is, you know, but the truth of the matter is, is that's awesome that you, you do that and that you do it every week. Um. But then you have a back catalog. Yeah. And people yeah. that are just finding you now are going to have like half hour or 20 minute episodes or, or an hour yeah. long episode to go back through over That's time it. that right. it's like you don't necessarily need to release an episode every like every single day or even three right. times a week. Now, again, that's only, to me, in my opinion, once you get to like that 50 episodes, 60 episodes where it's like, okay, sure, there's going to be people that are listening throughout the, the time like that, that have caught up already. But every right. time somebody new finds you, it's like, boom, there's a whole catalog of, of old episodes. Catalog to That's watch right. it yeah. doesn't have to be a daily show you know unless it's like maybe news driven or something to that effect so well, yeah right. it's important to to keep that in mind that like once you get there um you know somebody finds my show there's 257 episodes so yeah. so, so it's gonna yeah. be and each episode is anywhere between a half hour and and up to two hours so yeah. it's it's a long it's a lot a lot of content for people to pour through right and the other thing that you can do as the podcaster is you have this this catalog, you can uh, harken back to those other episodes, you know, just because, you know, you have an episode with, you know, your favorite celebrity, let's just say, or, or, you know, 
someone, you know, it was just a great episode and it was really fun. And even at the time it was a really popular episode, you know, six months later, you can always put out on social media. Hey, don't forget. I, you know, interviewed Joe Pardo's on the show. Whoa. You know, listen to this, right? Like, you know, I mean that, you know, I think we tend to, I think the good, the people who are really good at the marketing and the social media tend to do that a lot. Like the guy Kawasaki's of the world are really good at saying, I'm going to put out a tweet on Thursday afternoon. That's going to, you know, maybe be the original tweet from an article I wrote six months ago. And I don't, and I think we tend to, I mean, at least I tend to think this way sometimes, which is I don't want to flood my Twitter network with repeating the same thing. But what you forget is not everybody's, the tweets run past, the Facebook messages run past. Like a minute, so, <laughs> every minute yeah, it's gone. Every minute. And so not only has maybe your network not seen it, you know, people in your network haven't seen it. You've probably, you may have added new users and new followers or whatever. And so there's a whole new base out there where you can say, hey, don't forget to go back and listen to this show or read this blog that I wrote about this or whatever. So um, it doesn't always have to be like the here and now. It can also be, don't forget about episode 30 where I interviewed, you know, I interviewed this person and, you know, it was really cool and this is what we talked about. So, um, so another way I think to sort of uh, think about the user base and to get them engaged, you know, here and then and then in the past so to use that yeah. catalog so, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. The, yeah i mean i uh there's there's like plugins with wordpress that you can do to like try you know big up bring up those old episodes of course you don't want to do it too too much or too often yep. but because then you're just flooding people with like the same stuff over and over and over again so it's 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 hard to find that balance and i'll be honest yeah. it took me quite a while to find that balance of like you know what i can put out enough content that's new that I don't have to share an old episode every day, yeah. every third right. hour, every five hours or every 12 yeah. hours, you know, it's because yeah. then what happens is like those old episodes were getting, um, they, it, it wasn't running through the course of old episodes and like mm -hmm. marking off the ones that it already shared. It would like, Oh, three days later. Oh, here's the same random episode random again. Episode. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I don't want to share the same episode like twice in a, in a week. Right. You know? So, yeah. What I was trying to do and I sort of dropped the ball on this cause I just didn't have the time was to do a, um, a, a th throwback Thursday hashtag, <laughs> which is like, you know, put out a tweet on Thursday and be like, Hey, you know, go back, you know, episode 20 was with Edward Tufty. Go take a listen, you know, and, and sort of have a little, little logo or a little, uh, I tend to do these little images with the person's face and a quote from the show and sort of put that out. Um, and I haven't been very good at, at doing that regularly, but it's, 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 you know, the list of things to do is a mile long. So. I know, I know it's, yeah. it's tough. Well, you know, when I've been watching a ton of YouTube in the last six months and, uh, they constantly like, well, specifically tech tubers, like, you know, uh, YouTubers that are all doing the, you know, the reviewing tech, uh, products and stuff like that they all harken back to their old episodes with their their cue cards so be like oh well yeah. you know if, if you want to know more about hyper threading you can check this video right here and right. and it's like oh wow like that's i mean that stuff takes uh, even more time to do yeah uh yeah. but you know what it could drive up those views and then ultimately make more money because people don't necessarily know and they're not necessarily seeing it in the related episodes right that's uh, right. it just, you know, it's like, Oh, specifically you now the only problem with that is like, well, if, if you put it in the same, at the, at the right time, you know, it might count as a YouTube view. And then now they're going to the other view, video and that's going to count as a view. And you right. know, hopefully they go back it's and like finish it. the other episode, but yeah, you know, is it, yeah. the views the other, is what you need. <laughs> that's yeah, that's right. Part. Well, the other thing is that these things get easier. 
you know, the first time you, you know, I know I do these little, these little ads, like I said, it's a little image of my guest with a quote, right? And the first, you know, the first five or six of them were just, you know, I'm building in Adobe Illustrator and, you know, you're dropping this in and you're doing this thing and, you know, and it takes a while to do, but, you know, then it starts to get easier. You just learn how to drop it in. Same thing with editing and writing the blog post and getting the sponsor message on like, it just becomes easier, you know, so as, so I think a lot of, I mean, I don't know uh, what you've experienced with other people who are just starting in podcasting, but I think in general, people get a little frustrated right away. They're like, oh, this takes me so long to do this thing. It's like, it takes you a lot of time now, but you're just, it's going to become easier. It's going to become more familiar and you're just going to be able to drop it in. Um, like when I edit, you know, when I edit my, my audio down and throw in the, the, the intro and outro music could be a simple example. You know, doing that in GarageBand when I first started, I was like, wow, GarageBand's really hard. And now I'm just like, do-do-do-do, done, right? Like, <laughs> no big deal. So the, 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 the stuff does get easier, I think. Uh, so if you're, if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you're listening to this episode and you're sort of like frustrated or having a hard time when you're starting out, it does get – all this stuff just gets, does get easier. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'd agree. Like starting with that minimal viable product of things that you can do, like you don't have to be doing the social media thing. to like, you know, 11 and you don't have to be doing this to 11 and this to 11. Like you could right. just start like, OK, you know, let's just focus on Facebook. We don't have to do Twitter, right. Instagram, no. Pinterest, right. like so one, on one thing, thing. get it yep. really going really well. And then you can start to branch out to other things. You know, you don't have to do all of it all at once. Right. And because you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to want to quit. And I honestly don't blame you because unless you're super driven or have a really long background in, in technology or audio specifically, even audio isn't necessarily enough. It really technology is really that that driving force, in my opinion. You know, audio equipment's one thing that you can learn more about, but if, you know, if you don't know how to work a computer very well, it's going to be that much harder and you're going to get yeah. frustrated that much quicker and yeah. quit that much sooner, which is right. a shame because there's people out there that probably identify with the message that you're trying to put out there um, yep. or lo or have a passion for mugs uh, like some yeah. people or like, right. you know, I see you got water bottles behind you, like three oh, yeah. of them and a can yeah. and a mug. And a mug. <laughs> Are they, they're just like on display or no, they're just they're just that's just where I hide them. Yeah, they're not very well hidden. No, they're not. Really they're not well winning hidden. any hide and seek championships. They're hidden from my door. My door's over that way. So when you walk in, you can't really see. Oh, it. See, okay, okay. No, I'll show you. The only other thing. You that yourself I, a that fridge I, in there, man. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I'll show you. The only other thing that I hold on. So the the only other thing that I tend to um, have for people to see, like when they walk in my office, I have Lego um, Lego. Uh, uh, business card holders. Oh, that's so those awesome. just I have just those sitting like right in the front of my desk. So, <laughs> so that, those are my like little knickknacks that hang out in the front. So, um, yeah, but no, you're you're right. You know, if you're if you're um, if you don't know how to you know, like you know when I started, I didn't know how to push anything to to iTunes. I mean, I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. You know, but you find a plugin like Podbean or Blueberry or or or, or any of these things, and it's really not that it's really not that hard. Um, <laughs> but I will say. Um, if you're in it for the long haul and you can, you have, you want to put some money into it or you have, you know, you can get a sponsor. Um, I have someone who edits my audio for me. Um, and I have found that to be just a worthwhile investment. Right. Um, and I have someone who does the voiceover for my sponsor message, uh, turns out to be my father-in-law who, 
who is a journalist or was a journalist when he was working, he's now retired. Um, and so he just, you know, does that for me. So like, you know, tap into your existing networks and, you know, find people who, who you can use and can help you. So, um, you know, I found to invest some money in certain things and, and, you know, I, that has, you know, but like, you know, for some people it might be to hire someone to help with the social media or to help with the web development. You know, there may be places where you're like, look, I just, you know, I don't know enough how to do this or I want to, I just want this one thing to be really, really good. And I'm willing to pay someone a, whatever it is, a few hundred bucks or something to help me on this aspect. And that, you know, that might be worth it for you. So, It'll save you a lot of time. That's for right. sure. <laughs> I mean, time is money, right? And if it's going to take you like the, you know, if it's going to take you eight hours to edit an episode, if you really want to edit your episode, but it's going to take a professional an hour, um, you know, think about that trade-off, you know, that trade-off of, of spending some money on it and it, you know, it may be worth it, you know, and that's kind of a lug, obviously a luxury when you have support, you have sponsors, that's a luxury where you can go now afford that. Um, and like, and like I said, at the beginning, I didn't do that, right? Like the, for the first 20 episodes, I was doing everything myself. And then the show got a base and I got a couple sponsors I said, okay, I'm going to take the sponsor money and I'm going to invest it right, right back into the show. And so the first thing I did was, was get someone to, to do the editing for me, um, the sound editing. So, um, so there are ways to make your, your life a little bit easier. Right. And to a certain extent, we have to remember that if this is a hobby, that hobbies cost money. Right. So right. even if it's not this, it's, fishing if it's not that it's you know something else you know what i mean like hobbies cost money so uh you can't be afraid to to invest money in yourself and in your your hobby um past just equipment so uh john i would love for you to share how people can connect with you online and get your podcast and go from there absolutely so uh like i said the the podcast is called the policy viz podcast that's policy p-o-l-i-c-y viz v-i-z um, and you can find, uh, the show and all the stuff I write about data visualization and presentation skills at my website, which is policyviz.com. Um, and, uh, you can connect with me on Twitter, um, at Jay Schwabish, which is Jay and then my last name. Um, and also at policyviz on Twitter, but I, I tweet more from, from Jay Schwabish. And, um, then the only uh, little pitch I'll make is I have a book coming out in, three or four weeks, I think. Oh, wow. Congratulations. uh, uh, Thank you. On presentation design and skills for people who are working with data, who are presenting data. So I'll just leave that pitch there, but uh, I'll be writing a lot more on my, on my site about, about that and about those skills and uh, adding some more guests who are talking about those, uh, those types of issues. So yeah, so I'm on policy viz and uh, yeah, I'll be uh, looking forward to, uh, to hearing from folks if they have thoughts and questions about the podcast. Awesome. Yes. And congratulations. Big congratulations on getting your book done and I look forward to to having that out for you. Thank you. Uh, And so thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference podcast. Uh, Again, Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference 2017 is taking place September 8th and 9th in uh, just outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And yeah, it's going to be a great time. It was a great time this year and we're expecting a lot more people for next year and a lot more surprises and awesomeness uh to come i mean it's still early in the planning but as you pointed out john there's only 300 and some days left so uh (laughs) i do need to to start now i'll probably start like sometime after the first of the year doing a lot of that stuff but we'll we'll get there uh thank you everyone for listening thanks for everybody watching on facebook live we had tons of people in and in and out all all uh this hour or so hour yeah hour or so that we've yeah. uh, been recording. So right. uh, check us. It's middleandpodcast.com. Thanks again.